I think you have some very definite ideas about what should be done with Danny. Danny? Danny. And I'd like to know what they are. What are you doing? Uh, uh, I'm cutting vegetables. I'm cutting your vegetables? No, you waste energy and time. You think cooking is a cute job, eh? Like mommy in the kitchen? Well, mommy never had to face the dinner rush with the orders come flooding in and every dish is different and not assembled at all of the different cooking times but must arrive on the customer's table at exactly the same time. Hot and perfect. Every second counts and you cannot be mommy. What is this? Keep your station clear. The nearest comes, what will happen? Let the station slow things down. Food doesn't go, orders pile up, disaster. I'll make this easy to remember. Keep your station clear, or I will kill you! Well, I was stand-up to me. I got into comedy to do comedy, which is weird, I know. But when you're in Hollywood, you're a comedian, everybody wants you to do other things besides comedy. They say, all right, you're a stand-up comedian. Can you cook? 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 Here's the thing. When it's going bad, you got to play into that. You've got to be witty. you got to work on your feet. You can't just stick to your material. You can't let this throw you. You've got to work with it. Part of the fun with an audience like this is it's a game. This is a game. This is the pain. Squeal for the fame. Dance in blood like it's rain. Rip the blasphemous pig's genitals from its pitiful corpse. Scream into the woven canvas sack of chaos. You're infinite. You are love incarnate. Tonight, all things are possible. Every passing moment is your personal 9-11. Rabbit stick scrotum. Duck bastard broke home. Welcome back to another episode of the Humor and the Abject Podcast, you kitchen commanding, stand-up microphone handling screedlers. This is Staff Only, the podcast studio manager. Large. And in charge. Deep in the heart of Texas. You've heard of comedians and cars getting coffee. But what about comedians at kitchens talking cuisine? What the fuck ever? Who cares? On this week's episode, Los Angeles comedian Danny Palumbo is back in Austin for a few headlining dates. He's the bee's knees, folks. Let's turn it over to your host, Sean J. Patrick Carney. Glass, welcome to Jackass. It's episode 81 of the Humor in the Abject podcast. I'm your host, Sean J. Patrick Carney. What an amazing treat I've got for you on the podcast this week, Screedlers. Los Angeles comedian Danny Palumbo was back in his former town of Austin this weekend for a couple of headlining shows at the Velveeta Room. Before he headed back to grill it up with the West Coast comediati, I made sure he dropped by for a chat. Danny's an extremely funny stand-up with a long resume of restaurant experience. In 2015, he won Funniest Person in Austin and shortly thereafter appeared on an episode of America's Got Talent that we talk about on this week's episode. He's written about food and food culture for the Austin Chronicle, was one of Split Sider's comics to watch, has been part of New Faces at Montreal Just for Laughs, and selected for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival, the Big Sky Comedy Festival. He's appeared on Fuse TV, NPR, ABC News, you name it. And he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He's got lots of upcoming dates in LA, Portland, New York, San Diego, and the Denver area. So check out the link to his calendar in the episode description. Thanks for tuning in. Here's my conversation with Danny Palumbo. We saying tent now? No, I've been missing that's out. Uh, I've been saying pod as a verb. Pod, yeah. Yeah, but God, I was podding earlier. Oh, as a verb. Yeah, yeah I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I, I said it once, and I was like, yeah, like, we'll get lunch, and then we'll pod. Oh. And then I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. I can't believe I said that. You're a friend of a lot of pods, I understand. Uh, a, lot, a lot of potters. A lot of potters. I guess so. I mean, everyone has one, and yeah. I mean that in a good way now. Do you yet? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. yeah, I have, a, I, have a, I have a podcast, <laughs> finally, and uh, it's fun what's it I called i grew into it it's called a uh, meatball party meatball party and it's just all about it's all about food and it's not with like any authority figure it's me and two of my friends are comics and i like talking to regular people about food more so than 
then you're Jamie Oliver. Then you're Jamie Oliver's. I mean, I have friends that are chefs. Alex Gernischelli's. That are like uh, <laughs> Adam Conant or whatever his name is. The guy that says he and I, he has an aversion to red onions. Yeah. I, we're, oh, not, yeah. we're not going to riff. Scott. Scott. Oh, Scott. Yeah, yeah. He hates them. You got to put hates, them in water first. Yeah. I've, or I've or just don't this. serve them uh, at uh, all raw, which is like. <laughs> It's fine. Saying you have an aversion to a food, I'm like, ugh, God, you sound like such a killjoy. Like a baby. Um, yeah. Well, Danny Palumbo, welcome to Humor in the Abject. Uh, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, right off the top, how about huh. that Beatles bombshell this week? Wow. Why don't we do it in the road? A long list of people that have masturbated with each other. It landed in the news pocket so nicely that I hadn't heard it talked about yet. Yeah. On a pod, so I just wanted oh, to bring yeah. it up. This won't come out till Sunday, so it'll be too late. Oh, okay. there will be ones that already probably came out, but as of yeah. this morning, I hadn't heard it brought up. But oh yeah, I was it's, excited. Uh, for yeah, that. I want to see top ten list of, of top ten masturbating tandems. <laughs> That's what I want to see a list of. <laughs> um, uh, Soundgarden, they all beat off in front of oh my God, with each other. They? You know, they uh, <laughs> they all did. <laughs> Oh, do you know the black hole sun? I, I could be wrong about this. this is one of those memories that I have um, I've created in my head and it could be false. Mm-hmm. But I believe that the black hole sun is the name of a sculpture that is at the Seattle Asian Art Museum that overlooks kind of the city of Seattle. Interesting. And that the song is named after that. I didn't know that. I believe in my brain that I've been to this sculpture. This could be a fabricated memory. Really? Yeah, I have a distinct memory of it, but the more that I interrogate it, I don't know if have I Have you re- been to Seattle? Yeah, many times, but... Yeah, maybe you have. And I remember like a black obelisk with like a hole in it. It looks like a donut. Huh. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Interesting. Could be wrong. Um, anyways, uh, you know, you're you're returning to Austin. Yes. Your former stomping grounds from yeah. Los Angeles where you're now living. You've got a couple of dates this week uh-huh. and at uh, the Velveeta Room. And how, how does it feel to be the, the prodigal son coming back? Oh, uh, well, you know, when I moved to L.A., I came back uh, probably like a few times in the first year, maybe like three times. I feel like I came back soon because I was like, I like Austin. There's a lot of stage time here. Why not come back? Um, and it was just weirder because it didn't feel like I left for that long. But uh I don't know, man. I like I love Austin, and I haven't been back for almost a year now. And so now it feels like now it feels like oh, I haven't been back in a long time, and I love it. Yeah. When did you um, go to LA? Um, February of twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. February, okay. Feb- Feb- February twenty seventeen. So it's been like a year and a half, something like that. All right, um, all right. So I haven't been back since November, and uh, it feels it feels great to be back. I love. Uh, I have just, just a huge amount of nostalgia for for uh, this place because it's like uh, got a lot of friends a lot of friends still still, uh Mm. just the rooms and the places and like you know it's not where i started comedy but it was the place where like i feel like i got good at it you started in pittsburgh i started in pittsburgh yeah Yeah. how's pittsburgh never been um as a city i like it for all of its faults as a comedy scene it's just bad i think it's getting better it is it is getting better though but i don't think it'll ever be like you know, a big hub for comedians, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It, it's got a cool sort of punk rock thing vibe going on right now that, uh, and there's some good rooms popping up in the city. Um, city's charming dude. And it's uh, it's a good food scene and, and there's a lot of things to like about it. I, I like it. Where are you living in Los Angeles? Uh, I guess it's technically called little Armenia, hmm. which is like a uh, kind of Hollywood ish, but, okay. but maybe, you know, close to like, Los Feliz too, yeah, you know, it's this yeah. weird little pocket that, uh, uh, it's good. A lot of things are accessible and close and, uh, it's, uh, it's been good. I, I, I like it a lot. It's the rent's like kind of cheap, yeah. you know, it's not dangerous, but it's not like totally gentrified yet. It's mm-hmm. like a really good middle ground. Who's your internet provider over <sighs> there in little Armenia? Shoot. I don't know. Cause my roommate pays the bills. Comcast. <laughs> I mean, I give her money, but I'm never like, I never pick up the... The tab? Yeah, I never pick up the tab. And nothing in your name? Nothing. Nothing's in my name. That's a good way to roll. That's I a just, good feeling. I just signed up for Spectrum here. Wow. In your name? Event. In my name. Oof. Yes. Now you're in the system. I know. 
You gotta, know. Man, you got to get off the grid, dude. <laughs> it's fine. You really got to get off the grid, man. <laughs> Stop posting a, a weekly thing that identifies where I am and my interests. Oh, God. Um, are you hanging out at the La Brea Tar Pits a lot? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Rooftop yeah, man. at Downtown Ace? Sure, yeah. Just going to the Tar Pits uh, five, lounge. five times a week, uh, <laughs> hanging out and seeing all that beautiful tar and thinking about life. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I did, a, I did a very L.A. thing recently, yeah. and I had a lot of fun. I went to uh, Jumbo's Clown Room. What's that? It's like a strip club where people have their clothes on, but it's like a real dirty Hollywood bar kind huh. of in a way. Like it, but it's like dirty in a way. It's like very charming. Okay. There was like a lion, and I was like, man, I don't know if I a really real want. lion. Like, like, oh, I'm sorry, a line. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, where are we going? You know, I was like totally not open to the experience. Mm-hmm. And then I waited like 20 minutes in line and then I went in and had so much fun. It was worth it. Uh, yeah. And like, yeah. And like, I guess I don't even call them strippers. It's like dancers, but you know, burlesque, um, uh, no one said burlesque and it didn't read like burlesque. Okay. It didn't it read. It does have a specific aesthetic. It's kind of like the steampunk of stripping. Right. Did not have that aesthetic, Yeah, but everyone had their clothes on. Oh, so interesting. And, but, uh. You can be sexy with your clothes on. It was fun. And then all the dancers came out at the end. Yeah. <laughs> like before the bar closed. And they were like waving at each other and talking and like waving, thanking the crowd. I was like, this is like the credits of SNL. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I was like, that's, yeah. I was like that's what I Kinda felt. like putting their arms around. Yeah. And they're, and they're like whispering to each other. That was a pretty good show, right? And I was like, you guys are dancers. And that's great. Have you been to this, uh, this magic mansion or whatever? Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, the magic castle? Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> Have you been to the super spooky magic mansion where you go solve riddles? Uh, uh it's an escape room the magic mansion sounds no, like not. an escape room. oh uh there used to be no. an escape room in greenpoint that i would see all the time oh, in brooklyn yeah. um it was right next door to the kickstarter headquarters where i used to record this thing and oh wow i was always sort of attracted to the idea of an escape room but i don't know if i could i don't know if i'd um be a good enough participant i i don't know if i could suspend the disbelief Oh, yeah. Um, you have some, uh, you got a lot of dates coming up, too. I saw that you're going to Portland, Oregon, and mm-hmm. uh, areas around Denver, Colorado, two places near and dear to my heart. Oh, really? Yeah. Great. Those have you great. spent a lot of time in either of those spots? Um, I haven't been to Denver in four years, but Ooh. I'm very excited. I got two uh, sisters there. Uh, oh, nice. I'll tell them to come out. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> it's getting weird. <laughs> uh, no, it's getting, that's like. I got two sisters. They would love you, man. Yeah, one uh, of them okay. just got married, but she's wild. Oh, you know? cool. Jesus Christ. He's just like, hey, will you fuck my sisters? I like to give them tickets to stuff, though. I bought them tickets to see yeah. uh, these kind of lefty podcast guys, Street Fight Radio, that I like. Oh, okay, I got cool. them tickets to that in Denver, which was cool, but Denver's pretty fun. It is, man. It's, it's, a, it's a good comedy scene, and I'm not really... You know, I'm definitely not making, I'm not coming out of that trip, like making money. I just Mm want to go and do a lot of good comedy. Um, Portland's a place I've been to a bunch and I'm going to do the club there. So that's fun. And I'll like make money. Yeah, that's good. But like, I don't know, Denver's like purely like a passion thing where it's just like, Mm. uh, I like it. I want to go do some good sets and I can afford it. So like, just go. I bet tickets to Denver are very cheap from LA. Of course. Yeah. And that's part of it. It's a hub. Yeah. And that's part of like uh, being in LA. It's like if I do the road or leave, I'm like, yeah, I try to do like, you know, West Coast things or things that are cheap and close. And Denver's fun too because the airport has, uh, I don't know, I guess this is kind of cheesy, but the, the airport now I understand is aware of its notoriety as an Illuminati conspiracy. Right. And so they've begun to put up ads and things about their reconstruction that. Uh, suggests kind of like a wink and a nod type of thing that says, you know, pardon our dust, but the Illuminati needs more space. And I guess that's kind of fun, but I'm a little little sad because I I did like it when it was just a... (laughs) Just, you know, a shit post kind yeah. of behavior. Yeah, it'd be more alarming to see like a post. It was like, uh, totally normal airport. Yeah. Oh, see, that would be good. Nothing just... I like my favorite <laughs> thing. you'd be like, what? <laughs> my favorite thing of the Denver airport conspiracy video is, A, how poorly it's made. But B yeah. is uh, there's like an aerial shot of the layout of all the runways and the buildings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they kind of say, you know, what does this look like? Does this look familiar? You know, you see anything in here. And then they just very selectively and arbitrarily highlight a swastika, like over what is essentially just <laughs> so a grid funny. of buildings and runways. So that, I mean, you could make a swastika in anything. That's yeah, made that's out, like, they show like they show like an aerial view yeah. of like, uh, uh, I don't know, UT Stadium and they're like, oh, yeah. see something familiar. And then a swastika just shows up like well, you just drew a swastika on the stadium. The stadium here that's not far from my house has 
Okay, I'm sure there's a reason for this, but to me it looks completely um, nonsensical. On the side of it, there are just um, the wars that we've been in in the Middle East listed. Wow. It just says, it's like Operation Desert Storm. Or uh, Operation Desert Shield, Operation Desert Storm, like whatever the war in Iraq was. <laughs> right. It just yeah. says them on the side of it. Wow. Just what? Like a, on, the, hey. on the side of U- the UT Stadium? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Everything here is confusing to me. If someone asked me on 9-11 what the date was here, and I just, I almost lost it. But I guess wow. if you're, I just assumed, you know, yeah. since a hometown boy did it, they would celebrate yeah. it here a little more kind of deeply but. A, lot of, a lot of you know austin's full of a lot of fun idiots <laughs> i mean and it's true like a lot of fun <laughs> dummies and they're great they're great people and and uh, uh but it does not surprise me that somebody was like hey what do I... they were like is today the thing that was the worst was they were like is today september 11th or september 12th oh okay. it wasn't even like uh it wasn't even what day is it. Yeah, it, it wasn't was a, like they he, said nine yeah. eleven out loud, and still oh. I didn't. And I was just like, "Come on, it's not, okay." Because I, I guess that's a bigger deal in New York, but also people are just getting excited because it's, it's, it's a like, big deal. Everywhere. It's an opportunity to tweet. Yeah. You you can have a hot take about Ugh. you know how abject can you be about nine eleven and still kind of toe the line of not offending your friends <laughs> who grew up there. <laughs> kind of saw it, it, it did sound like he came out of a time machine too. And he's like, <laughs> "What day is it?" And someone's like. 9-11 and he's like no <laughs> like, um went too far back uh so you're a comedian but you also know your way around a kitchen and sure. you just said you've got this podcast that uh i'm yeah. gonna check out that people could check out That'd it's be great. called again meatballs what oh uh meatball party meatball party um, yeah so what's your uh what's your culinary cv look like what's your background where'd you get your start in the restaurant yeah videos? um you know i uh n- none of it has been fine dining so i feel like when someone's Good. yeah but it's like, I don't, you know, I don't have the skills that, um, a chef would have, but like, I know things and I can learn anything. Mm-hmm. So, and that, and that's kind of how I made my way from restaurant to restaurant. It's like, you know, I started as a dishwasher when I was 15, uh, at this Italian American restaurant. And then I was like, well, this sucks. I want to be done scrubbing, uh, mozzarella cheese off of, yeah. you know, bowls that were in the broiler for French onion soup. And, uh, and then, you know, from there I learned how to like, you know, use the flat top and the, and the grill and, and saute. And that was the thing I fell in love with. And then from there it was like, oh, I guess I'm good at sauteing. Like everyone mm. agrees that's the thing that I'm good at. So I just started like, you know, billing myself as a saute cook. And so I would try to get jobs at restaurant restaurants in that regard and be like, I can learn your menu and I can saute and man a station. And what is, what uh, specifically is sauteing? It's, uh, it's, it's burners. It's in front of a stove okay. with a bunch of burners and, and, you know, and pans. So yep. it's, it's all, you know, uh, generally like pastas and sauces and, uh, you know, that can you, be you, stressful. You, yeah. You do some meats in there and everything. And, and, uh, just depends on what's on the menu. Uh, I guess so, but it feels more at home. The grill is stressful to me. Yeah, I guess you're uh, right. And, and and that's more of a mechanical sort of uh, way of looking at cooking because it's like you know the steak is done when it's done, and, yeah. and there's there's like a, there's like a line, you know, uh-huh. the steak's been on first, and this one's on last, and it's boring. But with like saute, like you get all these different things, and you're starting sauces. You can, but you can also adjust a little more. You can adjust. You can finesse, I feel. Yeah, like the I, I always had a good handle on how to control heat on a stove, <laughs> so it kind of came uh, naturally. Do you ever jump yeah. on the grill in like a backyard, you know, and kind of like get everybody like, hey, guys, I got this. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> although it's not my favorite thing to do. I was at a party and my friends made fun of me because I was like, this dude put on uh, like a piece of, uh, I want to say like pork tenderloin or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. And uh, I was watching him. He was like having conversations with people. Just doing it wrong. And my friends were talking to me and I'm looking at the grill and him and I'm like, this dude's going to forget about the tenderloin. Yeah. And so I... Picked up the sauce and flipped it for him. Oh, that's like fucking a man's wife. <laughs> and he came over. I bet he was. No, he was. No, he's very cool. He's oh, very cool. Really? He, was, okay. he, was, he was. He was. He was. He was. He was a comic. Oh, and, so uh, he's just like this. Fine. Yeah. Drag it me. was. I've maybe introduced myself once, but it was Shang Wang, and he's a uh, he's a really funny uh, Houston comic. Well, who lives in L.A. and is very successful but uh, uh he came over after he's like did you flip the i was like yeah uh, i'm sorry he's like no that's cool and uh but my friends were making fun of me like you just can't fucking help yourself can you do well but if it would have been ruined i mean you 
You maybe saved the day. I just got worried. Yeah. So I was like, I know that this it's done now, so I'm going to flip imagine. it. There are, several, there are different ways that um, people could take that. And I'm glad that you had what sounds like uh, a cool person on the on the other end who, who you, for who you sure. flipped it for. Because yeah. some people get very mad. Oh, yeah. People, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I but it's a weird thing to be uh, protective about. I don't know. I think food's a thing where, like, it's not that important. Uh-huh. I love talking about it. Yeah. But like, you know, the fine dining stuff. And, and, but if you burn it, so what? Taking it too seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's like, or just not even burning it. Just like getting upset that someone would do something like that uh-huh. or like taking it personally. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. What? This is my, my grill is my domain. <laughs> I want to like, start, now that I'm here in Texas, I want to be, um, I don't know, is there like a term for kind of like the grill backseat driver? You know, like I don't want to step in, but I'd love to just comment. Oh yeah, on someone's grilling and just be like, I don't know, maybe see. Yeah, what would the what would the term let that, that chicken be? sit there for quite a while? Yeah, and like uh, just kind of like get other people yeah. worked up about it and yeah, not actually offer any solutions. Yeah, but you want to be kinda, a sassy grill man. I don't know how to grill at all. You want to be a sassy grill guy? Yeah, I'd be. I I'm actually very intimidated by it. If I if I can be honest, really? Yeah, I used to have a friend who was very. His name's JD. He was incredible mm-hmm. at grilling, and he would do it in Portland all the time when I lived there, and he would just. I mean, he just, so much stuff was going on. He's drinking mm-hmm. beer, he's talking to people, he's smoking cigarettes. He's, I think he doesn't smoke anymore, but uh, he he was multitasking. It was incredible, and everything That's was great. cooked exactly how it was supposed to. And he would just take things off, and he wasn't like looking at a clock or anything. That's great. I admired that, but I was, I'm too scared to do that myself. I don't think that I could. <laughs> it seems so stressful. Uh, it is, and it's just not fun. I don't have the patience or the... Um, commitment to be like a chef and people mm. always told me i should be one i'm like i don't think you get it can you tell me the like, difference because uh, i guess i never really thought like are oh, you talking about the difference between a cook and a chef yeah i guess so like, does a chef know. like write a menu and then a cook makes a menu <sighs> like i guess technically like you would be like this guy's the chef or okay. a sous chef it's like a person of uh stature inside the person of the most stature or like you know either second or third in command. So okay. there's like, you know, there's like the executive chef and chef de cuisine. And then there's like a sous chef. Yes. Like, so you can be a chef, but saying I'm a chef, mm-hmm. I feel like implies either you own a restaurant and you've created something really fun or you've went to culinary school yep. and you've worked at least more than one job as a chef. I was, okay. a, I was a sous chef one time. I don't think that qualifies enough. I, I kind of consider myself someone that like knows his way around the kitchen has definitely paid his dues in a regard. That's like, I can talk about food. And I'm like, kind of like low key, maybe like aspiring uh, food writer kind yeah. of person. So it's like, I don't know, I can just talk about it. Yeah. And like I can talk to chefs and, and comedians about it and like I can hold my own in the conversation. What job, what rank did Ratatouille have? I never, you know, I've never seen Ratatouille. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Oh, man. I know. What a sad life. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I hear people say it's great. I don't, uh, I don't know when I saw it last, but I remember watching Ratatouille and I think I enjoyed it. <laughs> you were like, that rat's a chef. It was pretty good. Yeah. It what, was wild. What did he do? He was, uh, well, he made, I think maybe he was the, who makes the sauces? Chef de sauce? Sous chef? Um, chef de cuisine? Uh, saucier? Chef de, chef de saucier. Yeah, you That's would say a term. yes. <laughs> yeah, saucier is absolutely a term. That and that was the word I was that was that was the word I was oh, okay. looking for. I think he kind of did that. Well, ratatouille is a rat, but then there's a man that he like controls. Oh, okay. And the man he, he pulls his hair. He kind of like uses him. No, is that the this premise is a, to the movie? This is a podcast. People can't see what I'm doing, but he kind of yeah, like he's like yeah. a puppet master. It looks like you're pounding and a he, big table. <laughs> he moves, and he pulls the guy's hair, and then the the kid, the young man, cooks. But the rat is controlling him because the rat is like a foodie. <laughs> How bizarre! Yeah, uh, and the rat and the rat is trying to teach other rats. Um, you know that you can if you eat a grape and cheese at the same time, like this is gonna blow your fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And the other rats are just like, "Hey, man, we eat garbage. Like, get out of here with this classist bourgeois shit." Right, right. But he's trying to, I think, kind of bridge that gap and like remove some of the class distinctions between food. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like he's got a lot going on. It's pretty he's big. He's controlling a human. He's mm-hmm. trying to, you know, uh, uh, you know, and, narrow the, the class divide in Yeah, and then, community. of course, there's this constant stress hanging over the whole thing of suppose that um, the, uh, whatever, the, the people who see if a restaurant's clean, suppose they show up. You got a rat making the food. Yeah, this is yeah. this constant kind of anxiety going on in the background. That is. But, yeah, you should, you should watch it. 
Yeah. Okay. I should. I know. I should. You I can. Just... You can do an app on Meatball Party where you yeah. review it. Oh, you know that's true. People love yeah. to do like a, a movie episode. Yeah, yeah, that could be a good one. They all watch a movie. Um, have you ever had any? You ever had any scams in the restaurant? You know, shave a little off the top, hit the boss where it hurts. Oh, have I stolen? <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cool. uh, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've. I don't know if I've like taken things home that I wasn't supposed to. That always seemed weird. I'm just like, I'm gonna eat what I have to eat here. Uh, but I would uh, absolutely be drunk for <clears throat> most of my shifts mm-hmm. at, at certain. I used to work at a casino, and I feel like that was Ooh, like, yeah, probably the. I mean, that was the most I was paid to be a chef or uh, a cook with. Uh, and it was like maybe the most like serious job that I had okay. in a way there was like a lot of bosses and like I learned a lot of cool things and it was like, uh, you know, uh, like, a, I don't know, not fine dining, but it was a step up from a lot of the other stuff I had been doing. And, uh, even though it was a casino, but, um, uh, I was drunk there for, for the entire time I worked there <laughs> and, and I definitely had a real problem for a, just in a way that was like I was doing damage to my body but yeah. I don't think it was affecting too much uh, although there was uh, one time I was like taking like Vicodin at work and I was drinking and, and, and my boss I had a name tag you know mm-hmm. and it had my face on it from like when I first started there okay and he looks at the name tag and he looks at me and he goes Palumbo what the fuck happened to you <laughs> and I was like and then and then one day I kind of got like sent home because I looked pale, and I was like, okay, I should slow down a little bit. Did you imagine that kind of like being inebriated on the clock, though? Was that sort of like a political position? In <laughs> uh, what way? Yeah, kind of. in, a, in a... Like in the, in the sort of, you know, you've heard of, uh, you know, like in labor movements, sure. like sabotage. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, it was, uh, honestly... Or just selfish. It felt like it all came from a place of I like what I'm doing, mm. and it would be more fun if I was yeah drunk. That and, makes and, sense. and and also I like what I'm doing, but also it's still work. And like I was doing comedy at night too, so yeah. like, I don't like a lot of things going on at the time. And uh, uh, it never came from like a bad place. It came from like a oh I'm being sneaky and this is fun. Well, yeah, and if yeah. it's a, I mean it's fun to cook drunk. Mm. So. It's hard not to cook drunk now. There's sometimes where I'm like, God, like if I start a project, I'm like, I have to drink. Uh huh. Just fun. I feel like there are a lot of scams going on at restaurants. I love. Oh, like what? what yeah, we keep scams. saying scam. What do you mean? Like uh, selling, like uh, stealing cheese and selling it on the street? I used to work at this place in East Lansing, Michigan, when okay. um, when I was an undergrad. I, I I was waiting tables at this place called El Azteco. It's okay. probably still there. It was this uh, kind of staple. Mexican restaurant in the college town and uh you know my folks ate there when they were in college and Ellis Teco had this um this system where everybody who uh worked front of house had to work back of house too so you had to if you waited tables you had to cook at least one night a week okay um so kind of in, in an interesting way it was it was sort of cool because everybody understood each other better there were far fewer like arguments sure. uh, than other restaurants that i've worked at but it also created this uh kind of kinship between the servers and the chefs that caused some really elaborate like uh money stealing things there's oh there's this thing called the topopo scam that was, it was a salad. It was called a Topopo salad. And it was a very popular item. People get it all the time. It was like eight or nine bucks or something. But it was basically a plate of nachos with just a giant mountain of like shredded lettuce that had, I don't know what, like oil and vinegar on it mm-hmm. or something. Then peas, something. I don't know. Some weird yeah. Michigan interpretation weird. of Mexican food. But it would be ordered, you know, on the computer system. And then the ticket would come out not at the regular line of cooks. It would come out at somebody who's just at a salad station. This is the classic scam. Is it? Okay. I've, you, this you, was passed I've down. I've read about things happening like this in, in some books, like 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 uh, chef memoirs. Okay. There's one book in particular where they do something similar. Because people would yeah. move, if the yeah. table paid cash, they would just move that Topopo salad over onto the next yeah. ticket that had one because it was so popular. Yeah. And you could always get the person making the salads to just make you one. You didn't really have to send a ticket back. You'd just yell yeah. Topopo and they'd make you one. So there's this floating magical to popo salad that would get moved on a server's thing over and yeah. over and over again like the bill was getting separated but if you did it eight or nine times a night you'd make you know a hundred extra bucks damn it's pretty good that's pretty good so i just didn't know if that was you know um well it I, sounds like I, that I was, sounds like that's run of the mill i was never really 
uh, I never had control of computers. Hmm. You know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't putting things in or, or I was never part of a crew where like I would, I would get a cut of the salad money hmm. or something like that. You know, where's my freaking cut, dude? Um, I was a kind of a bartender for a little bit at quality seafood here, but, uh, I don't think I ever lifted any money. From it's the called drawer. quality seafood. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait. Yeah. This is funny. Uh, what is it? Where is it? Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's right off of airport. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Is yeah. it also a market? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I used to work there for a long time. I used okay. to. I used to. Show that it was like my main job. When they I was, have a bar when in I was, it. When I was in Austin. Yeah, it's not full service. I mean, well, I, I, I mean, there's not booze, but there's there's beer and there's wine and, and okay. And you sit down and order a meal and, and I I started shucking oysters there, and then I moved up to like bartender and stuff, and then uh, I worked there for like a few years. Wow. Yeah, that's where I learned how to shuck oysters. Now you, I understand. I read um, you mentioned writing about food, and I, I read a piece yeah. where you have you have some beef with polenta. Oh, uh, that's just like a really <clears throat> no. I love polenta. It's great. It's a malign dish that I, I I just like to make fun of food. You said it was a gruel. It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's how we see. Uh, that's how we see mushy stuff like that. That's how we see grits and mm-hmm. polenta. I I think the stance that I took was like, uh, that's why it'll never be like mainstream in mm-hmm. a way. It just won't be something that you'll see very often. I don't, and I think even when it's on a menu, no one's like, you know what I want? The polenta. Give me that hot. Give me that hot porridge. You know, yeah. it's it's a it's a tough sell, but like chefs will definitely use it a lot in like cakes and things. But it's usually like the fourth or fifth component in a dish. There's mm-hmm. a lot of other things happening. It's never the star. It's um, like a plate on the plate to put the food on. It's like eating a plate. Yeah. Oh no, you're 100 percent right. Like a like a polenta cake is uh-huh. exactly that. It's, it's like just a, yeah. Have you ever had scrapple? Man, no, but I've heard so much about it. It's kind of like that, I feel like, but I think yeah. it has meat in it, too. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a tube of... It's kind of like a... I feel like I had it once in Baltimore, and I think it was like a, it was like a cross between spam and grits, Yeah, I think is what I want to say. And it Weird. came in like a little gelatinous, uh, kind of like a Pop-Tart shape. That doesn't sound great. I didn't love it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, it's like a Philly thing, too, Yeah, but, but I, I wasn't... <clears throat> I wasn't too familiar it with it. It didn't make its way to Pittsburgh. <laughs> no. They're too far. They're too they're so far away from each other. They're two different parts of like the country. Yeah, it is kinda of hard to remember that some states are really fucking big. They're long. And the cities are not next to each yeah, other. Yeah. Philly it's is like, five hours away from Pittsburgh. Jesus. Maybe maybe more. It was I forgot uh when I lived in New York that you would like look at New York State and realize that you were like eleven hours from other cities. It's a very, yeah. very big state. Yeah, and yeah, New absolutely. New York City is just on the very, very bottom. Then you've got all yep. this other state There's up top. Whole, yeah, I guess Texas is like that, though. Lots For of sure. Texas. Yeah, you have to drive seven hours to get out of the state from Austin. There's a ton of it. There's a lot of it. And How far is it to the beach? Uh, the beach in <laughs> Texas? I don't know. Corpus, uh, Corpus Christi. Oh, uh, <laughs> is that a beach? Few hours, maybe. I don't know. It's not too bad. I, I, I've never. But been to there. go by land out of the state, you got to go a long ways, huh? Yeah, if we go like north or like even like like West Texas is. Yeah, we're in the middle, so it's like it's like six or seven hours to get out of here. I can't believe we are one time zone away from the East Coast here. Isn't that crazy? It fucks me up. It's because it's like, yeah, I don't think of us being, uh, you know, parallel with Chicago. No, but, but that's like where we are. That's interesting. I used to live in Arizona and they don't observe daylight savings. So it was really exciting because nobody ever knew what the time difference was between you and them if they lived somewhere else. They don't observe Keep daylight them on their savings? T- yeah, no. Well, what do you mean? They just don't do it. But they, they just don't change the time. And why? I have no fucking idea. In I mean, Arizona? You'd think, I mean, it makes sense to not do it, but the fact that it's Arizona doing it. Yeah. It makes it feel racist. Yeah, of course. It seems like there's something. <laughs> seems like one of the things that came out about here. John McCain when he died. And he, <laughs> not only and did he, he commit uh, war yeah, crimes, yeah, but he, he didn't change his he clocks. Outlawed daylight savings. <laughs> I was like, how did I never hear about that? Um, are there any places here that, uh, any restaurants that you want to throw under the bus that I should actively avoid now that I'm an Austin person? Oh, boy. <laughs> you don't have to. I don't. <laughs> right down the street? Yeah, don't think, go there. I don't know. It's like, I, you know, I just had some tacos from Taco Mex, and it's, mm-hmm. it's this little hole-in-the-wall joint right next to Sandstone Apartments uh, where a bunch of comedians live, uh, and it's right next to this RBM food mart, and I'm like, man, like, their, their breakfast tacos are so fucking good, mm-hmm. um, and it's very cheap and great, and then right down the street is... Or 
Is that what it's called? Yeah. And uh, the one that's right up. Yeah. Yep. It's just so it's just bland. It's just it's just fine. It's just like a really Austin-y sort mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. It, it's it's base level. That's fine. There's plenty of other stuff to choose from. Stuff. I actually yeah. appreciate that because I pass by it all the time. It's, it's got a I'm great like, sign. Should I go there? Yeah. Should I go to some other place? But now I know. Yeah. Yeah. This is amazing. You now, can skip it. Yeah. You you have you've got a few high concept restaurants uh, yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about um, Lobuco? Yeah, a, a Brev's and Confusion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Lobuco is a fine dining restaurant for children. Uh-huh. Uh, that my brother and I released in 2013 mm-hmm. um, that, uh, you know, fake menus were kind of coming out online and, and we just thought it'd be funny to actually take pictures and do it and like kind of take the concept a step further. Yeah, I noticed you constructed all the plates. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind yeah, of... Yeah, we really... The, the, I mean, the, the yeah. descriptions are funny in and of themselves. Then when oh, you realize yeah. that, no, you can click on them and yeah. this plate has been laid out. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was it's fun to kind of, and then a, a breeze was was just all like tiny food and uh, and that was fun. And then, a breeze? Uh, Did I say yeah. a brevs? Maybe I wanted I it. To, I don't even know how. It's short for abbreviation. Yeah, abbreviation. Right? Yeah. So I always said a breeze. They're smaller than an amuse bouche. Smaller than an amuse bouche. <laughs> uh, this is like some sort of Alabama saying that no one has. Boy, she's that dog is smaller than an amuse bouche. Uh, cool. like yeah, like an Alabaman who, sure. who went out to who he went, went to he LA. Went, for he went like to one Michelin yeah. starred restaurant, and now he never shuts up about Isn't it. Watching uh, Master Chef. <laughs> oh God. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you really have a brother? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. For I sure. I couldn't tell. Oh, if it was just if a like real a character yeah. I created. I thought it was like a stock I think photo. I have a brother of a guy that you found, and I was like, they kind of oh, look yeah. alike, but yeah, that's my brother. Okay. Uh, my brother was uh, and is he's a pretty good uh, chef. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, we always. I mean, we talk about food constantly, mm-hmm. and, and we don't know. We just thought it'd be fun to do it, and then people responded to the first one, and then the second one they really responded to, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then we did the third one, to, and like some people saw it, but I think everything's just kind of ran its course. But we wanted to do three, mm. and now it's like I'm done. Yeah, it's not it's not like a form of satire that I want to really pursue anymore from like right. this standpoint. But it's like it's a cool thing that I did and have, and you know, feels like a art installation or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, they're very very funny. They remind yeah. me of uh, there's this there's this book by this artist that I've talked about on here a lot, but this guy, David Robbins, and he wrote this book called concrete comedy. That's kind of about this area between art and comedy that all these people mm-hmm. are making stuff. And, and he basically talks about like these comic objects or the idea of that. It's not a one-to-one, um, you know, you say a joke and somebody laughs, but rather there's this kind of sustained weirdness going on and that's, what's funny. Hmm. And that's kind of what I mean about like, you can read the description. It's like, LOL, a restaurant for kids, but then you're just like, why would someone actually make <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the extra, yeah. like therein lies the joke. Like yeah. the, the joke isn't even seeing the image and that being funny. It's the reflecting on like some adults got together yeah. And did this. Yeah, that that's so yeah. that I would find it online and look at it and then there's nothing for me to do afterwards. <laughs> I just now I know that someone yeah. did this yeah. and where do I go? You have from to there? acknowledge that it exists. <laughs> uh yeah, and that, I'll put, I'll, I could put links to those in the description, but um that'd be great. very they're very good. How yeah. did how did you make the confusion website so bad? Oh, how um, is it structurally uh we uh i well i I hired a guy to 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 make the uh, it doesn't stop scrolling and then yeah uh (laughs) we wanted it to look we wanted it so all these restaurant websites are ripped directly from so like it's not really even a stylistic thing that we chose okay they're all ripped from a group of restaurants here Uh so we did we modeled lobuco after a restaurant called parkside we took their website and we added all of our shit. Mm-hmm. And then we found out that the chef was like kind of upset. And then I was, <laughs> like, and then I was like, well, really? now I'm going to do it again. Yeah, why? And, and so we did it with the briefs and then we did it with <laughs> confusion too. So, uh, yeah, we just, we just kind of chose uh, all of his stuff. Does it, it not fun. say, wait, what is his restaurant thing called? Uh, 
Park Parkside and Olive in June was a breeze, and then Bullfight, which is now closed, was confusion. Those are like the the models for like. The, is there not something on one of these pages that suggests that it is part of that empire? No, no, no. I thought I saw something that said Park something within it. Oh, I don't think so. Park Land, maybe, but that's a shooting. Know. I think that's a shooting. Yeah, I think you're thinking of another shooting. <laughs> This whole time you keep mentioning shootings. I'm having trouble keeping restaurant empires and uh, (laughs) mass shootings in the United States straight. Um, It's all kind of a blur for me. Well, yeah, sure. There was the spaghetti factory shooting that happened (laughs) uh, recently. And uh, (laughs) wait, is Carabas the macaroni grill or is Carabas something? Carabas is its own thing. And then there's macaroni grill. I'm just thinking of the big big chain pasta places. Yeah. Um, You also have a... I've never seen this before. You have a <clears throat> you have a GoFundMe for these restaurants. There is oh, a GoFundMe yeah. that exists with a goal of a hundred thousand dollars. It's been up for about a year. There are no pledges. Uh uh-uh. uh. I've never seen one that didn't even have one friend just being like, Ah, fuck you, I'll give you five dollars just to be funny. Yeah, it it's was zero. Oh yeah, it's we incredible. weren't well, we weren't trying to I'm sure, but yeah. I just I can't imagine that of uh, out of all this time no one has given yeah. a dollar. Oh, that's weird. I haven't to, even looked at it. I only clicked on it because on one of them it was like, our restaurants are hemorrhaging money. Please support us. And I was like, oh, where yeah. the fuck does this go? And I hovered on it and it was like, go fund me. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. And I clicked on it. And then it's got, it was just, it, it was beautiful though. It was like a $100,000 goal. Yeah. From and a year and ago. And it said, no. You know what, dude? <laughs> be the first to play. <laughs> now, this, is be- this is becoming, not that's even funnier to me now. Because the, the reason we, we thought about doing that was there was a, a restaurant in Pittsburgh that was a little controversial, but I think it's great and a good idea. It was controversial about it. Um, uh, the guy raised a lot of money uh-huh. to put a restaurant in a place called Braddock, Pennsylvania, which is kind of Pittsburgh, but not the city. I don't even think really has a gas station. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like a really like down and out old steel town. And this guy, Kevin Seuss is from there and he's a great chef. And he wanted to open up this restaurant, like a really fine dining restaurant. And on paper, it looks like the worst idea. It looks like, uh, you know, gentrification and, yeah. and, and why would a restaurant need this? But then he did it and it looks great. It's like, you know, if you're a Braddock resident, you get half off, uh, all the, all the, uh, employees are Braddock residents. You know, you can kind of take like classes there and like learn, you know, about gardening and like you know, skills you would need to maybe become a chef or cook afterwards. And it's like, wow, this guy like is giving back to the community in a great way. And like, if you're going to open up a restaurant and like a place like that, this is the way to do it. That's interesting. Yeah. But this guy uh, I think had a GoFundMe or I think it was a GoFundMe uh, for uh, money to fund the restaurant. Okay. And he got like $300,000. Wow. And then an article came out in like the Pittsburgh Tribune or something. It was like, mm, this guy's kind of in debt to some people. And like people started saying like, he's just using this money to pay off his debts. And he was like, no, I'm not. And like, it was this really mm. huge thing. But we just thought, and, and I've seen other restaurants do the same thing. And it's just like, funny to ask for money for, yeah. a, for a bad idea for a business yeah for a business yeah, that is like a bad idea um <laughs> which is not what his is Wait, but is, is is the premise of am i remembering correctly is one of them one of the restaurants is supposed to be in los angeles confusion was. confusion and yeah. it's and it's where boyle heights that's what i thought that's yeah, a big yeah. in the art world yeah. that is a big uh yeah. that is a big point of contention is the Boyle yeah. Heights neighborhood. It, and I'm sure in many other worlds. But I mean my access to not being oh, really? a Los Angeles resident is that Boyle Heights people is are kind of like yeah, it's like ground zero for like people standing up in their neighborhoods and saying, like, fuck you, please don't put this art gallery. Well, I guess people wouldn't say fuck you, please don't, but that's the location yeah, of the of the, the address for confusion <laughs> is the the art gallery that they protested. Wait, the one that's called uh it was called like Psst or something or maybe it's the same address. I think it was called Gruga. Uh, that's, that's beautiful. I didn't know that. It yeah, because we. Oh, it was called Psst. Oh really? Like hey, Psst. yeah, hey. And then I think the Come the in. counter the protesters were called pissed. Oh, like they were pissed about Psst. It's the address of the gallery. <laughs> it was because when we did uh, a breeze and like, I know, I mean, a breeze went viral and we were like, wow, cool. And like, it helped me out a lot. And uh-huh. I was like, and people were like looking at the address. We got called like the business, the, 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 the address for a breeze is actually a restaurant called uh, Bunbelly bun belly that opened up like 
maybe shortly before the restaurant came uh-huh. out and they were like, Hey, I got an email from them. And like, we think this is great, but uh, also we are getting a lot of calls. And like, could you, could you change the address? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do that. And then I never did. And I was like, the calls will stop. You'll be fine. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to change anything. And then, I don't know. So we were like, let's put in some more attention to detail. And if people like it, they'll find things like this. And, and I think the day I released the website, it was like, uh, it's the weird thing about the internet. It's like all the Louis stuff came out. And so it just got so buried. I mean, we got a couple write-ups, but like, it just didn't like catch fire. And I'm like, well, it's a thing I did and it's there. Yeah. Um, but uh, we put some weird attention to detail and, and stuff like that, hoping that people would find it. It's fun. Yeah. I had a good time oh, poking cool. around them. And good. The, the, I, I, I do want to say that the, one of the most attractive things about how absolutely impossible it is to read the Confusion website is yeah. that as you scroll further and further down, yeah. it repeats the same information, except there's new bits of information within the information. So like, like a new, like a fourth restaurant partner appears at one point that like, isn't there higher on the page? Like there's a photo Wait, of you, yeah. one of your brother who I still uh-huh. don't know if I really believe. Oh, and then there's other, and there's, and other then there's characters. a sommelier. Yeah. And then the exact same thing. If you keep scrolling, I came across again further down, but then there was a fourth person. There was another man. Named oh, like yeah. Mike. Or oh, something. yeah, yeah. Matt. But he wasn't Matt, but he wasn't listed earlier. And I was like, how long oh, is that's this fucking w- well, that's, w- that's weird. That sounds like that's not how it should read. <laughs> it was cool. Um, but that's very strange. <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was very funny. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I wonder, uh, that's funny to make a fake uh, restaurant website that can that can have some virality. Who knew? Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess people uh, are very people are have a lot of access to kind of like food and foodie culture now, and then the uh, whatever it's called the, the Brooklynification of everywhere, sure. such that there is that people don't. I guess it's not as intimidating to think about like getting a kick out of like clowning on food because you have an access point. And I think, and I think it was just right place, right time. I think it was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. We were there. We were that people were people people resonated with like, hey, and how about these fine dining places? The food's too small. I'm leaving hungry. Like yeah, it was yeah. a very simple <laughs> it was a very simple concept that like people were like, Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't work right now. Right. And we wouldn't get like over a million views or whatever we had. Like it would be People already know. People kinda already know. And it's like and so everything's changing and it's like, but for you know, twenty fifteen, whenever that it came out. Yeah. Uh it was like great timing. Good timing. Well, yeah. that's it's all about timing, right? It all is, baby. <laughs> Got to have good timing. Um would you tell me about what happened when you were on America's Got Talent? It's so funny that we went from good timing to that. It was what? like worst it feels like the worst timing of my life. <laughs> uh I uh, thought, you know what? I've yeah. watched this video and yeah. I I don't think that you were doing anything wrong actually. Oh, and that's it. and that's, that's a terrible room. Well, to do that in, and also they make the person come out and then they ask them a little bit about being a comedian before you do your set. Yeah. That I, is insane. Yeah. It, it was, you know, like I, I have so much to say about it. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I want to try to just uh, hone in on a couple points, but, and, but and the judges at this point were Simon Cowell, Simon Cowell, Howie Heidi Klum, Heidi Klum, Scary Spice. So yeah. And you know what, when I left that situation too, I was pissed and I didn't like some of the things that came with it, which is like strangers, like messaging me being like, you suck. And it's like, yeah, I know. Someone it's like, not, not that I know, but it's like, it's like, you know, when someone says you suck on a cone instead, you're like, ah, these YouTube commenters and like yeah. they trying to bring someone down. And it's uh-huh. like, well, no, the point was that it was bad. Uh-huh. And so you saying you suck. I'm like, that's funny that you would even do that. Yeah. Um, and having like strangers ask about it and stuff. You're like, mm, I don't really want to deal with that. Um, but I definitely walked away from the situation being like, well, I did what I wanted to do do and i told my jokes and it's not like i flubbed anything that i was just like oh i I think i just i know where my mistakes were i know where i got fucked um and uh i was like i kind of had a good understanding of like what happened a they just totally threw me under the bus they conditioned the audience taboo beforehand yeah um i've had some people tell me they think the producers like set me up but i don't think that was the case how did you even get involved in it in the first i didn't want to i didn't want to that's the thing is like they kept calling. They kept calling me, and they were like, "Who? The America's uh, Got Talent people? Yeah, producers. They saw the video of me winning the contest online, and they were like, "Hey, we'd like, you know, we think you could do the thing." And I'm like, ah, you know, wait, the, winning the contest? The, oh, the funniest person in Austin. Contest. Oh, okay, yeah. So okay. it was like, it was like after that, um, which is like that's like the the the, the comedy contest in town. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, they 
saw the video. They're like, we think you'd be great for this. I'm like, okay, cool. And they would call me every so often and ask me questions. I'm like, yeah, sounds great, whatever. And the whole time I'm not knowing if I'm ever going to do it. And then at one point they're like, you'd have to go like audition in Dallas. And I'm like, great, I'll be there. And in my head I'm thinking, I'm not going to go to fucking Dallas. Like just stop <laughs> calling me. And then at a certain point they call me and they're like, hey, like great news. You can skip the Dallas thing. Uh-huh. Uh, like everyone just like kind of voted yes on you. Okay. And uh, we're going to fly you out here. We're going to put you in a hotel and then you're going to come do the show. And I was like, man, like at that point, it just became like, I maybe I have to. And if I you, would do it. Yeah. I mean, any person who isn't like some rich well, trust fund kid maybe would sh- probably do it. Sure. Yeah. Well, right. And with it, and at this point, you know, if, if this opportunity would have happened four months later, I definitely would have said no. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I didn't really have anything. And so I was like, okay, you know, the, the risk reward. It's like, well, I didn't really know what the risk was. I know it could be like that. But, uh, you know, it's like, if you do well, then worst case scenario, uh, you get some, some airtime and, uh, it's like a thing that goes in like a bio or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went and it was just like, I, I remember just being like, I made too many compromises. Like they told me the set they wanted me to do. And I was like, okay. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know, I get like 90 seconds or whatever. I was like, I can write a set that is quicker and punchier and I should do that. And so I did that. And then I sent it to him and I'm like, Hey this is a better idea. Trust me. And they're like, we really want you to do the other jokes. And for these reasons. And I was like, "Ah, fine. And I compromised and I shouldn't have. Interesting. And I, and I think that if I didn't compromise there, I think if I did the set that I wanted to do, I think I probably could have won over that crowd with shorter jokes Uh that were like, you know what I mean? But like, I didn't realize 90 seconds. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Whatever it is. After they make you come out and do like Hey, what's your name? What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it, I, you don't even get an entrance. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I compromised on something that it was like, I knew it was bad for me and I knew I shouldn't do it. I went against my gut and I know what that's like. And it was kind of this valuable lesson of like, you know, uh, don't compromise. Yeah. Only do the things you want to do. And you can do that and no one can tell you no. Like yeah. as a comic or like as an artist or whatever, like you can only do the stuff you want to do. Like, you have 100% free reign to do whatever you want to do, so you should, and you should stick to those guns. And uh, that was kind of the lesson that I learned uh, throughout the whole thing. But the experience itself was, like, you know, obviously bad. It was like, you know, you're getting booed in a theater of 2,000 people, and you're like, is this a fucking nightmare? Like, why is Scary Spice here? Uh, it seems like something that would happen in a nightmare. Uh-huh. Weirdly enough, I wasn't, like, haunted by it. Like, I, I didn't have any stress dreams about it. I was never like, oh, am I going to get booed again? I remember just being like, it just made me uncomfortable. It's it, kind of like a yeah. funny thing to have done, though. I it, mean, it well, it is. Like, and I'll, I would hope that with the time, when, when was it? It was two years ago. Okay. I would uh, hope that with the buffer in between, it's kind of like a hilarious thing to have done. A hundred percent. Like it's it's it's, it's kind of cool. It's it's cool because I'm funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's cool because I like believe in myself, and like there's this thing where like uh, like hey man, I've been in the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've went through some shit, and like I still love doing comedy. I still do it. I'm still like good at it. So I guess it's like uh, in that regard, I'm like oh, that is kind of cool. However, it'll be much cooler if I get other things that are like, you know, like what I want yeah, is yeah, like yeah. a late night thing or like a, a comedy central half hour. And if yeah. I do those things, then all of a sudden this becomes this thing where it's like, Hey, look at, uh, you know, this guy got booed two years ago and now he's on TV again, doing great. And yeah. it's like, I'm trying to work up towards stuff like that again. It's like, that's where my eye is constantly. So I think, and I think I'll get, and I, and I know I'll get there, but like in the scheme of things, it is going to be, it is a very funny thing. Yeah. It's like, you it, know, I guess yeah. so it's too, it's kind of a, uh... I mean, I think to somebody who's not just some rando kind of television viewer, yeah, it's like clear that that's not uh, how things work, a, a fair or a good situation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I've seen video of you doing parts of that set that, do, and it's killing that do well. Yeah, yeah and people insane. are laughing their asses off, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. really funny. And then yeah. even when they're cutting to the audience on the America's Got Talent thing, I'm just like, <laughs> these people don't like comedy. <laughs> Like they don't like jokes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's yeah. an interesting thing. And you've got this kind of like antagonistic. It, it was just like I think though, and I only like I bring it up a because, like I said, I I think it's a funny thing to have happened, but I also yeah. think that you're going to have like this distance between a certain point that it's going to be sure. like one of the funniest formative things. We're just like, yeah. And then when Howie Mandel tried to like tell yeah. me like to like 
hey, buddy, you know what you got to do is you got to bounce back. And it's like, you gave me 90 seconds. You get, yeah. Like, just yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah. like, doing some crowd work. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> and you're not allowed to tell the jokes that you want to tell. Do you know <laughs> who who I respect the most and who I thought was very insightful and cool? Heidi Klum? Uh, no. Simon uh, Cowell. Simon, because what he said, I was like, <laughs> first of all, I was like, you're right. And I was like, yeah, man, you just seem like you don't even... He gets it. He he goes, he goes, uh, I don't know if to air that part, but he was like, uh, this is a game. He's like, you just didn't play the game. And I was like, you're right. I, oh, and yeah, I, no, it, it's, on a, yeah. it's on a clip. And I, I, and I, and I was like, I don't want to play this game. I remember yeah. thinking that. I was like, you're right, buddy. And like, it's fine. But it's like, I, I realized like, that's not what I want to do. It was a weird, uh, weird, valuable, you know, we all have these weird paths. It's comedy. kind of strange. What would be the, what would be the logical thing after, like what happens? I've never watched mm-hmm. the show, like with any, besides like seeing clips of it. <laughs> yeah. What do you, I'm assuming it's a, it's a competition where you continuously come back. Yeah. And then you eventually well, yeah. you can win and then you're the and then, well, most yeah. talented person in and America. Then, and then I guess you're the most, which a comic never really wins. Yeah. Maybe someone did recently. I thought Preacher Lawson won or did close to winning. But um, yeah. But like mm. I knew I wasn't going to win. Right. But I was like, you know, sometimes you air on like you get this like clip reel of like a joke going well and you're like, well, that could be good. Yeah. You yeah. know, but I, I, I kind of had a, you know, uh, a good head on my shoulders about doing it. Mm-hmm. But I think I underestimated uh, the power of. Uh, reality television it's so weird. very hard lessons to learn but now i feel like kind of well there's i mean yeah. that's in the reality i have these uh sort of a, i guess tangentially but maybe sort of related i have a couple of friends around chopped oh um, really yeah they were yeah. Uh, also rough yeah they were they're artists um yeah. jen katrin and paul outlaw um cool f- friends of mine but they they're, they're also they're extremely talented cooks um yeah. neither of them is a like neither of them is a chef but they've yeah. also like built a food truck and done all this stuff they're yeah. they're really paul's an amazing cook and so is jen and they got on like a couple's episode or something and i don't know if they like lied that they worked in restaurants or what happened but they they absolutely could like hold their own in a kitchen yeah but anyways they were on it and um they got eliminated i think in the first round but the editing you know and you know you hear about this you hear like you know the editing is yeah. like it can make you look this way or that way and <clears throat> you know on chop they always have the person come forward and they're like well uh you know and they kind of tell their really sad story you know what mm-hmm. are you you're competing for chef you know and uh i guess on the episode that they were on one of the women uh had had brain cancer it was like a brain cancer survivor yeah. and they took <laughs> a clip of my friend jen that she explained to me later was like, she's like, that wasn't even at the same part of the day. Yeah. And they like cut to her. And they did the does, same thing to me. And it's lot, like yeah. her, and she just like rolls her eyes. When the woman says oh that she survived brain God. cancer. And she was like, she said when she saw it on TV, she was like, I didn't do oh my God. Wow. And it's not just like, it's not like they edited together a series yeah. of like things that you said were like, maybe you're a bit delusional because you're like, oh, they took it out of context. But it's like, well, you're actually really just an asshole. They legitimately <laughs> took her response to a completely different thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> some dirty shit. <laughs> I mean, I just got booed, but they were like, no. <clears throat> No, no, no. You hate people with brain cancer. Uh, that's that's rough. That's Which just is a like a whole different level, of dude. Thing. It's so it's so scummy. It also just reaffirmed like some beliefs that I had. But like, yeah, it's like yeah, reality TV sucks. I want to do things that I'm proud of and and be involved in things that I'm proud of. And it's like now I have a bottom dollar that that's what I do. Yeah, and it's probably a lot more fun doing rooms in LA than it's ever going to be standing basically on what is Star Search. Yeah. Um, well, you've got you've got tons of upcoming dates. I doubt you know them off the top of your head when does this air uh this is gonna come out on uh this uh sunday which will be whatever oh, okay. that date is the 16th the 16th 16th yeah Ten- i think you're, you'll be you'll be doing a show that night yes. here in austin i think T- right tonight tonight you it- can see me at uh <laughs> fallout theater at seven o'clock aaron uh, seven o'clock aaron brooks and i are hosting a show called bounce house we used to run it all the time in austin when i lived here and the headliner is amy miller from uh los angeles she's been on comedy central and she she's great come see amy and also come see us yeah and, and portland uh, people you've got dates yeah. coming up there i'm gonna put a link Probably. in the description to you've got a bunch of calendar dates on oh great website. and you're going to colorado you've got mm-hmm. dates coming up in la and i also saw some 
awesome in New York City. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, New York in November. So I'm, I'm, try, I'm actually booking that right now. I'm everywhere I know people. Yeah. yeah. You're going everywhere I know people. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm going to go live your life. You should go to my hometown of Traverse City, Michigan. I would love you to. stay with my mom and dad. I want to wear your skin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could live with Pam and Dennis. That yeah, would be great. fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. Total parent names. Yeah, right? Pam and Dennis. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty familial. Okay. Familial? I guess they are. Yeah. Familial. Um, well, Danny, thank you so much for popping by while you're while you're back in Austin. Yeah, it's wonderful to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, to everybody listening out there, thanks so much. We'll catch you next week. Les rêves.